just passed from being too premature yeah. and um, not being able to breathe on her own. And even though she's on breathing tubes and things like that, it um, her body just wasn't able to handle all of it. So she did pass away. moms you're listening to you me and other moms podcast here we laugh we cry and we connect as we uplift the vision of motherhood womanhood and sisterhood i'm your host and creator asia goss i am the mom of four beautiful children asiana justin jr avery and joseph josiah and i'm also married to my wonderful husband my best friend justin goss okay grab your coffee grab your tea and lean in Well, hello, all of my beautiful sister moms. This is your host, Asia. I'm so excited to be with you yet again. Um, It's been a crazy day already, and right now it's about 12 o'clock, and I'm not sure if it's you're on the same time as me, if you're somewhere over see somewhere, good morning or good night or (laughs) good afternoon. Um, it's been such a crazy day already for me. Um, my baby was fussy. He just really wanted mommy. He didn't want anyone else but mommy. And I was like, oh my goodness, I got to get ready to do this podcast. But when mommy's needed, mommy's needed. So I had to meet his needs and I'm currently fighting a head cold. This is like day three of my face been all congested and head hurting but you know god is good anyway and um i'm gonna keep going and continue and i actually rested yesterday all day long i was feeling a little bit better but as i go on through this day and try to get work done my head seemed to start hurting again but it is what it is this is going to be another a podcast about miscarriages and God's promises. This is actually part two. If you haven't uh, listened to part one yet, go ahead and listen to part one. That was of um, my sister, Ronnie, and we were talking about her experiences and how she almost, um, I wouldn't say lost her life, but how she was just really, really sick and um, how the doctors didn't take her seriously and things like that. So be sure to go back and listen to that. But today we have my other little sister. Her name is Eris. And we're going to talk about her experiences trying to conceive and everything else that comes along with trying to be a mommy. So without further ado, here is my lovely sister, Eris. Hi, Eris. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so, so much for agreeing to do this podcast. Um, This is just an amazing time um, for you. And I don't want to tell everybody and just kind of the people that don't know you, I don't want to give off the, what do you call it? The exciting news just yet we want to talk about other things and as you know this uh, podcast is called god's promises and uh, miscarriages but your experiences your experience is a little bit different and so but before Uh we get started talking about your experience i want to um do an icebreaker and so Uh what is what was a funny mom moment that was a fail for you. I know it's fairly new, and I think I just already gave out the <laughs> surprise, but <laughs> what's your 
what's a funny mom fail moment that you've had so far? I think a funny mom fail moment I can say is during the middle of the night, I was changing his diaper, or I thought I was. And then um, I went to sleep, woke up for the next little cycle, and I woke up, and this boy had on two diapers. I didn't take <laughs> the other one off. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, this is for real, sleep deprived. Right. I need to something. Right. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? What kind of stuff is this? You did the most weirdest things in that, in that state. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Especially when you're so tired, you don't know what to do with yourself. You you just be on yeah. like, uh, what do you call it? You just be on uh, mama mode and just be moving. It's yeah, knocked out yeah. sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was funny. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do and what you're interested. Your what are your interests? Um, honestly, I'm a very simple person. I don't do too much. I go to work. Um, you know, I am married. Uh, I I would just go to work, come home, clean up, you know, cook, do something all over again. And now I'm a mom, so I'm looking at this mom life, and I'm kind of enjoying that. Um, I guess right now my interest is just to become, looking into becoming a better me and, um, you know, looking for things to help me in my family's life and, you know, have long life. Yeah. How long have you been married? It's been six years since I've been married. I've been married for six years. That is so yes. amazing. I had no clue it's been that long. Yeah. Oh, been my long gosh. Time. Well, kudos yeah. to you. I know how marriage can be. It's not easy, mm-hmm. girl. It's not easy. Definitely and you six not. years in. <laughs> That's good. It, it's, not, okay. it's a blessing all in all. It is. It definitely is. And I encourage all the young marriages out there to keep pushing and don't listen mm-hmm. to all the negativity and just keep going because marriage is definitely a blessing, a true blessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell your so let what's your story? Tell us about your story, your experiences with conception and um, anything that goes along with that. Well, um, with conception, I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility, and then um, infertility due to a tubal factor mm-hmm. so I've been trying to trying to um multiply our family for the past five years I would say wow. like a year into my marriage it's probably done before then I did go through months and months actually years of infertility treatment which is a little bit different from IBS mm-hmm. infertility treatment is a little bit more um managed in the point of just taking meds and seeing what your body can do on its own still mm-hmm. or even jumping to um inseminations which we did try as well which are also failed mm-hmm. i've had surgeries i had a point plenty of appointments blood draws have to stick myself with plenty and plenty of needles oh all those posts you see with all the um, you know instagram and pinterest with all the needles and things like that all of those needles are very much necessary i probably have Cooked myself over, I don't even know, 8,000 times, I feel like. Wow. <laughs> There's so many needles and things like that. Um, and I've been doing it for years. Um, after about the, you know, the third year of trying, maybe the fourth year of trying, no, third year of trying, mm-hmm. we kind of took a, a break for a year to try to dive into something else, as in buying a house, as we did, and then we jumped back into infertility treatment again. We went in and tried to cycle. 
nothing happens. They're like, you know what? Even though you're young, we tried everything we can do. Um, that comes with your diagnosis, and we don't think that's going to work. So we just believe that IVF will be your route to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, with that, we were a little bit nervous about that because, you know, as you heard, IVF is, very, very expensive, very costly, and mm-hmm. a lot of insurances do not cover that, which is something else that that can be another subject for another time because that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, so we were kind of like, well, I guess we may not be able to have kids because IVF, again, is very expensive, and we're like, you don't know how we're going to obtain that kind of money. Yeah. Um, but... One time, I, I was in the car telling my mom all this stuff, and she was like, just check to see if you're in your dad's insurance bill. And I've been married and having my own insurance for the past six years, so I wasn't even thinking to check to see if I was on my dad's insurance mm-hmm. because I'm under 20, well, I was under 26 that time. So I did look, and I was covering my dad's insurance, and I called them, and they were like, oh, your dad's insurance does cover IVF. Well, not all of it, but just couple percent. But that right there was a blessing because I never even knew I had insurance. So my dad won, and then two, that he had IVF coverage, which is very, very rare yeah. in, in California for an insurance company to cover that. So once we found that out, we dived that into the process, and um, we did get pregnant um, through IVF successfully twice. Mm-hmm. So that alone was a, you know, the IVF process was a hardship in its own, but... You know, with God's grace, we did have two, which is a blessing because IVF is not 100% yeah. um, I'm going to give you a child just from going through the process and paying all the money and doing all the meds. Um, so I was blessed to be able to have two successful IVF um, uh, encounters at, that, at this point. Okay. And then, so those two times, like, so what happened through that process? Did, so kind of explain a little bit about that. Um, so I would say IVF is how it kind of works. Is you go in, you do a bunch of blood um, draws, things like that, make sure your, you know, your body is able to handle and undergo treatment and make sure your insides, like in your uterus and your cervix and your tubes and things like that are um, looking right and able to hold um a baby moving on such I shouldn't say hold a baby, I should say um successfully implant an embryo. Yeah. Um that's what IVF practices to do is try to implant an embryo inside your uterus so it can grow into a healthy baby. Um so you go in, you get a bunch of blood work, things like that, get work up, ultrasound, sometimes you need surgery to remove any fibroids and things like that on your uterus if you have anything like that in there mm-hmm. to make it a really good um, space for an embryo to want to grow in. And after you do all that, um, you do do a egg retrieval, which is another procedure where um, they, which like a surgery kind of sort of be on a bunch of meds, then um, your body creates um, a bunch of eggs mm-hmm. a bunch of eggs and once you get after a couple of days they will go in and take all those eggs out then they usually recommend freezing them to mm-hmm. see how long they um not before they freeze them excuse me they usually wait about five days to see how many cells the eggs grow into mm-hmm. and then once um the cells have grown to a 
um, a certain amount, then they will freeze them and convert them to become embryos. After that, um, the embryos are already ready. Sometimes you can go through testing and get them tested, you know, to see um, for any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Any genetics, okay. genetics basically. Find out if the embryos are boys and girls or things like that. And then after that, you have a procedure where they insert the embryo into your uterus. <laughs> and then you wait a couple of weeks to see if the uterus, I mean, if the embryo implants in the uterus. And from then, it's a regular pregnancy from that point. Wow, that's a lot of science talk. <laughs> but it is a lot of science. Yeah, but you honestly, you as a mom on the outside looking in, it's like the only thing that you really, well, I can say, speak for myself, the only thing that you think about when you hear that a woman is going through IVF, you just think, oh, it's a shot, and then you get the uh, embryos implanted into your uterus. But it's way more than that, I see. Yes, it's a lot. It's a lot and very time consuming. Yeah, and I could just imagine um, the stress that it was on your body and even your yes. mental state as well. Something uh-huh. your body with all those hormones and things like that. Ooh. It can be. It can take a toll. It can take a toll on you physically, emotionally, um, mentally, all of it. I could just imagine how it was guilt, for your yeah. husband. What <laughs> exactly? I think they have a good support system because um, if they don't understand, then they need to get out your way. <laughs> right, Man. or or that y'all should be having no baby together if they don't understand. True, exactly. That's definitely true. Yes, okay. my husband was amazing. That's good. That's good. I have yeah. yet to meet him, but I want to meet him one day. He, you guys are so cute yeah. together. Thank you. But so after your your the embryos were implanted in you, you are you said that you had two successful pregnancies. So how did those mm-hmm. go? So my um, first pregnancy, the embryo did um, Everything did well. Uh, I did find out I was a girl. Her name was Azariah. We made it for about um, seven months of pregnancies, and I did give birth and. Um, well, let me back up a little bit. Um, I made some other pregnancy, and then something happened to where my cervix um, started dilating, basically, and the water back baby was in kind of started coming through my cervix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, you know, caused me to be admitted to the hospital. And while I was in the hospital, my water broke, which caused me to have to, um, you know, go into labor. Yeah. Um, I did get induced, and I did birth the beautiful baby girl, um, Azariah Higgins, and she was born on February twenty first, two thousand and twenty. Um, you know that was a a difficult moment, but um, with the grace of God, we made it through. And, yeah, um, I bet through the grieving process and things like that, it was put on our hearts to go ahead and, well, not putting our hearts, the opportunity presented itself to where we were able to, which again was nothing but God. Because yeah. after we lost her, we did think that we weren't be able, we weren't going to be able to do IVF again based on, you know, money and um, the fact that I turned 26 that year and um, just making sure I was ready to do it again and yeah. Yeah, basically the biggest thing was money. 
so something happened to where we were able to do it again with not spending too much money. Of course, people are looking the money, but we were able to come up with that money mm-hmm. um, and do IVF again, which left me here with this beautiful baby boy that I have Aww. today. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. So how um how did you cope with your loss when baby girl um passed? Well, she just passed from being too premature. Yeah. And um not being able to breathe on her own and even though she's on breathing tubes and things like that, it um her body just wasn't able to handle all of it. So she did pass away. Um for me, coping with it, it did take a lot of just being having time to myself to understand. Not even understand, but still understand. And I don't think I will ever get to a place where I do understand. Mm. And um, when I get to that point, I just think that it's not for me to understand. You know, yeah. my life is not my own. So, and God's will will always be in my life before any other will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, when that was something I told myself a lot during the process. And then, honestly, when I got pregnant, before I got pregnant with Azariah, we attended a church um, out here in Fairfield, California, and um, it was prophesied to us. The first time we went there, he was prophesied to us that before we started IVF, everything, he was like, in the next 50 days, you're going to get pregnant, okay? Um, I don't know him from the canopy. He just told us that. He just said that. So within the 50 days, we got pregnant. Um, we went through it again. He prophesied to me that it's going to be a boy. Mm. It kind of threw me off because going through my pregnancy, we found out it was a girl. I'm like, what? 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 He's, he's just talking now. Mm-hmm. He went back there again and he told me, he prophesied to me personally in my ear. He's like, you're going to have a baby boy. Your pregnancy is going to be very hard. It's going to be a very hard pregnancy. And um, I feel like he and the true son will be okay. He will be okay. Yeah. Um, so after losing my daughter, I was like, what? First of all, like, he told me to a little boy. I had a girl. It was a hard pregnancy, of course, but it, it wasn't too hard to wear. Um, I think this is what he was talking about. Yeah. So throughout the process of me losing, when I got pregnant again, I was a boy. This pregnancy was super hard. I ended up being in the hospital for over two months. I was on bed rest for over two months. My baby boy did come early, but as it was prophesied to us, he was okay. Yeah. So holding on to that word after she passed away was something that kept me going for sure. Um, knowing that God did have a promise for me and knowing that he had plans for my life that I did not see and I couldn't see even in the midst of my uh, my grieving and my pain and suffering that I was going through after she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was to telling somebody that I think it makes me think of how good God is to us. Even though I was told that I was going to get pregnant and prophesied from a boy and I still lost my daughter, God still gave me hope to be able to get through the um, stormy season in my life. He mm-hmm. gave me a word to hold on to when I could have lost, you know, all my faith in him yeah. and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think God's timing is everything, even in the way of how he did put the word in me that you are going to have a boy, you are going to have um, a very hard pregnancy, just, you know, know that he will, he will be okay. Just having that word and being able to, you know, hold on to that during that time of grieving, even though I didn't know 
some of the things that I know God's want when I would turn void yeah. um, really did help me get through, you know, the grieving process with Azariah. And to be honest, I still grieve her. I still um, have moments where um, I could cry just thinking about her because to think of thinking of what is, what could have been, you yeah. know, um, knowing that I was attached to her before um, she was in, in my womb, you know what I mean? Just yeah. going through the IVF process of being infertile, you have a connection and with these embryos or just with the thought of being pregnant. So when you do get pregnant, the emotions are even more overwhelming and you are so attached to it because you wanted it so bad. Yeah. So, you know, the love for her and the want for her was just, already implanted in me before she was even in my womb so of course that's your baby yeah yeah right and that's one thing that i don't i don't um think that men uh, really understand which you know it's not like um what is it it's not like a knock to men or a down put to men but it's like when you even like two three when you find out you're five or six weeks pregnant you your mm-hmm. mind goes ahead and your heart is like mm-hmm. always already there you hear mm-hmm. that heart you see that heartbeat you even before mm-hmm. you hear that heartbeat or see that heartbeat you're like oh my god my baby mm-hmm. is in my stomach you know and that yeah. that bond is like already there instantly you know not for all oh, moms yeah. But for most moms, because I remember when I uh, had got pregnant with my last baby before JoJo, and I was like, honestly, I was upset at first. I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't want to get pregnant. I'm just, you know, working. I just started losing weight and blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. And I was set, you know, because I've seen Avery as my last baby. You know, I was comfortable, uh-huh. and so I ended up getting pregnant. But as soon as I seen that positive on that um, stick, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to have another baby. Then I start thinking uh-huh. if it was going to be a boy or a girl and what clothes uh-huh. we can buy and how we going to set up the house. Uh-huh. And that was within probably seconds and even probably minutes yeah. of me finding out. And I was just like, at first I was upset and then it went to be like, oh shoot, like I'm really about to be yeah. a mom again. And so yeah, just being happy about that and then just having to go through that loss i can only imagine how it was how far along you went and i'm sure you felt her moving around and things Mm -hmm. like that and i just applaud you for staying strong you know and i know that there was days that you didn't want to be strong and you just had your days Mm -hmm. but i really honor you for being for allowing us to talk about um your your situation and your um story because this this is this is huge and i am so 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 happy to say um that i like i was i won't say i was kind of with you throughout this pregnancy but i was like Uh we was texting back and forth because you was always on my heart even though i didn't know exactly what happened with you and your baby girl but i just knew that god had put you on my heart and i really wanted to like connect with you somehow and i'm so grateful that we get the opportunity to do it now and later on yeah. after too and yeah. so so the um what I, i'll ask you this what advice um would you give to another sister mom on how to respond uh based on what you learned going through this experience no to be honest, I don't have any advice on how to respond. You know, each of us and 
we're all individuals and we all respond differently yeah. and it looks different for all of us um the grieving process you know losing a baby or even just wanting a child not being able to have a child or yeah. being pregnant and having a high-risk pregnancy and being on edge we all handle it differently yeah. what i can say is though even though you're going through that just don't forget that god still loves you and the plan the plan he has for your life is all done in love yeah. even when it hurts it's it's love god loves you that much you know and just remember that he, what he does in your life it's always not a pick of love um even when you can't feel that and you feel hurt and betrayed or mad at god talk to him let him know how you feel and you know pray fast come and become one with him to let him know what's going on with you but still just know in your heart that god moves in love everything he does starts out of love and with that i hope that you guys will just be able to hold on strong to that and keep moving with that with those words yeah um i would just say too you know have a support system if you can it's very hard to talk about stuff like this, especially a miscarriage. Because I would say, um, some people, some moms, a lot of moms I've talked to feel like they're, it's not valid, yeah. you know, so they don't talk about it too much. But normalize it. Let's talk about it. Keep the conversation going. Um, if you, you know, if you're a single mom, talk to your best friend. Some of best friend, talk to your, you know, talk yeah. to a coworker if you're comfortable in that. Your parents, your sister, your brother, talk to somebody. Let them know what's going on with you. Um, I've had I've heard people even tell me that they haven't told their husband or their significant other that they were pregnant and they just what? you know come to themselves and I'm just like yeah you can't do that you have to normalize it because this stuff it affects us like you said once you have to finish the positive things because you know our mind starts wondering instantly the love that we feel um, starts to build in that moment yeah. um, with the worry with the concern with the thoughts of like hmm is it going to be a boy or girl that's out of love uh, yeah. from us so have a support system, open up, let's, norm- let's normalize the conversation a little bit more. Um, that's some more advice I would give for sure. That's amazing. It's so, so, so important to really, like you said, normalize uh, miscarriages because like I mentioned in the um, part one of this podcast um, that a, the doctor told me before that miscarriages are more normal than we know and I just mm-hmm. want it to be I want the platform our platform this you me and other moms platform to be um one of those platforms that the moms can come to and say you know what I want to talk about this because I heard it on your podcast or I seen it on mm-hmm. your Instagram post or whatever it may be and that's why I created the um you me and other moms sister circle so we can talk about private moments like this and that group is private on facebook and we do Uh we do and i do desire to talk about hard things with moms that really get it you know and that won't judge Uh you and won't get tired of you talking about it maybe one day you're good and then the next day you're like no i'm having a bad day i miss my baby Uh i want to know you know and that's the Uh point of us talking about it and create and creating this platform because a lot of us do struggle through it and don't talk about it because we Mm -hmm. don't feel that it's important 
or we feel like that it's not as bad as someone that had to give birth or uh, lost their baby or someone that just can't get pregnant. It's all important. And we all have feelings that are valid. And I just want to speak to that right now that you no longer have to go through this alone and you can, you can talk, you can talk it out, talk it through. And, um, and just let it the more that you open up the freer you'll feel and it's a scripture and i don't want to butcher it but it 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 says that we are we are free by the words of our testimonies you know and we Mm -hmm. become more free and i just really really want to um encourage mamas that's listening here and that's gone through it or going through it and know someone that's going through it have, have went through it that we it's a safe place here and this is the reason that I really wanted to talk about this hard topic because not only that I go through it or my sister Eris going went through it or my sister Ronnie went through it there is so many women that have gone through it and have not said anything and so that is it so my last thing so you've had your baby boy what is his uh-huh. name and how much did he weigh and how is life with him right now um his name is Maverick Higgins. Oh my God! Um, so cute. Thank you. Even like his premature, he was five pounds. He came out five pounds even, which is very surprising to everybody. Yeah, big baby. Um, he is doing so good. I, you know, I'm trying to get used to it and the lack of sleep and trying to figure out how to sleep with him. Yeah. Um, you know, the process, the normal mom, the mom routine. Yeah. Um, and trying to get him on a routine and just I'm loving him, loving on him every second I can and just enjoying these times. Yeah. That's so yeah. sweet. So how is dad doing? Is he doing okay? Is he getting some sleep? <laughs> Are you yes, doing all dad the work? Is doing okay. Dad is doing good. Um I try to take over at night a lot since he goes to work and things like that. Yeah. So I try to, you know, make sure I step in that in that sense, but dad is amazing. Just seeing him be a father, it makes you love him a little bit deeper and um, harder just because you see a different aspect of him that you have never seen before. So yes. he's, dad has been a great and the family all together, we're doing amazing. That I'm just is so glad so to be good. able to have a family at this time. Yes, I know. I'm so happy for you. Like, it makes me hold back tears, too, because I just remember growing up and looking at you. You were my baby. Like, <laughs> and now you're a mom now. Oh, it's so yeah. sweet. I am so, so happy for you. Like, I just, like I said, I want to applaud you. You're doing such an amazing job. And I just know Thank that you. that sleep, girl, that sleep deprived, it, um, it gets real. <laughs> It does. Oh my gosh. It gets real. But like I said, I really want to congratulate you for just going through what you went through as a trooper. And um, Mm -hmm. again, thank you for just even coming on here talking about your story because like you said a lot of moms will minimize their story but you didn't and you came on here to um, tell your story in the hopes of encouraging another mom and so that's what it's about it's about us to come together as sisters in the sisterhood and so again i want to say thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome and so congratulations on your uh, podcast 
Thank you. We trying to get up there, girl. We trying to get up there. In Jesus' name, we're going to be number one by next year. <laughs> it will happen in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I'm going to let you go. And again, I love you. And um, I love you too. And everyone, be Thank sure. You for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for sticking around for the entire episode. By listening and downloading, you help me support my family. So thank you. What did you think about this episode? Did you relate to anything? Did you have any amen moments? Be sure to leave a comment below. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. The combo and fun continues over there. We're on Instagram and Facebook at You, Me, and Other Moms. Check out our website too at www.youmeandothermoms.com. Okay now, don't forget to subscribe. (laughs) Bye for now.